When it was discovered in the early 1930s, the East Texas oil field was the largest known reserve in the world. Ten years down the road, in 1941, that tremendous amount of oil proved absolutely essential in the Allies' fight for freedom from the Nazis. Within one month of the Pearl Harbor attack and America entering the war, and inside of 22 days, Nazi subs sank 73 of 74 tankers shuttling oil from Texas through the Gulf of Mexico to the East Coast. That oil was meant to supply our fighting soldiers over on the European battlefields. The U.S. so desperately needed the oil that we secretly constructed a 24-inch pipeline 1,254 miles to bring the oil where it could be dispensed to the European stage. Builders stealthily completed it in only 13 months. They called the pipeline the Big Inch, and it carried more than 350 million barrels of crude oil to the Atlantic coast. This allowed fuel to be shipped overseas to the Allies. Therefore, it eventually was German tanks that ran out of fuel, not the Allies. Texan H.L. Hunt said, and Winston Churchill agreed, the Allies floated to victory on a sea of East Texas oil. Anyone who's a regular in the economic war room should understand my fascination with this amazing story. It's Texas, it's World War II, it's Churchill. What might surprise you is where I learned it. Join me in the economic war room and I will share with you the story of the miracle in East Texas and how two unlikely con artists made our victory over Nazi Germany possible. I opened with the story of oil, Texas, and Allied victory in World War II. I learned that from my friend, the great actor Kevin Sorbo. But what I didn't share was the rest of the story, which is entertaining, it's fascinating, it's a true morality tale. I love the story so much, we brought Kevin Sorbo into the economic war room to explain it. Now, you remember him, he played the lead in the groundbreaking Hercules TV series. He speaks from his heart to audiences around the world. He's the featured star in, was in the number one TV show in the world for seven years, but he's also the victim of three strokes during that time. And he carries just a genuine love of life and passion for God to his audiences on topics that he's passionate about, including health, perseverance, honesty, overcoming pro-life, but he has also dedicated himself to faith, his craft, making wonderful movies, dispensing wisdom and truth on social media, and serving as a leader in the conservative movement. Welcome back to the Economic War Room, Kevin. It's good to be here. Good to see you again, sir. Oh, it's great having you here. Hey, you know, not many people can one-up me on stories of uh, economic warfare, Texas oil, and the victory in World War II, but when I got your email, that was telling us about the miracle in East Texas, I was shocked, it's an amazing story. You, you've got, you pulled it together, you've got a new movie coming out, and you even have a free resource guide that you've provided. It includes sermon notes, homeschool packet, and discussion guide. Tell me what is so special about the miracle in East Texas. You know, it's an incredible movie, and I hope people go to sorbostudios.com. I'm gonna throw that out there more than once, sorbostudios.com. You can, you can get tickets right now for that movie, please do. Um, the script was brought to me by Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon's an Oscar-nominated writer. He wrote The Hurricane for Denzel Washington. He wrote White Earp. Kevin Costner. He wrote 60 episodes of Highway to Heaven, Michael Landon's TV series. And he became friends with Sam and my wife Sam and I when he did a rewrite on Sam's script, Let There Be Light. 
at Sean Hannity Fund, didn't have a very good run in theaters about four and a half years ago. And he brought me a script and I read the story and I said, are you, this is a true story? He goes, it's a true story. And uh, once again, you know, independent movies, we always got to rely on, on God to get these things funded, which is frustrating sometimes to wait so long because I see these big, you know, $300 million movies that Hollywood does and I have $100 million to advertise it. We need to do all we can to get word of mouth out of them. wonderful movies like this. By the way, it's PG rated. You can take your seven-year-old. It's a great story. Um, it, I, I read the story so many times and I said, I've got, we've got to get the money for this. We got to put this together and make it happen. And, and we were very fortunate to get the funding for it. We got a great crew put together to film it. Um, in the editing room, it was like, okay, I want, you know, you can't make it this long, but we got to make, I, it's just, there's so much information on it, but it, it's a touching story. It's funny. It won 10 film festivals, everything from best romantic comedy, the best faith film, the best uh, audience favorite, judges favorite. I love the fact that they couldn't really pigeonhole it. Their faith is element is in there, but if anybody, you know, agnostics and atheists will can see this movie and really enjoy it because it's a true story. And it is about these two con men played by myself and John Ratzenberger that went through Oklahoma and Texas wooing widows out of their money on fake oil wells. They, they would sell 500% of the shares, declare a dry hole and move on. Well, they accidentally strike oil in Kilgore, Texas, and as you mentioned, ends up being the largest oil find in the history of the world, right in the heart of the Depression in 1930. And uh, while they're sitting around waiting for their trial, um, in walks a gentleman that offers them a deal that's too good for them to turn down. Uh, the, only, the only problem is um, they don't get to keep any of the oil and the profits that they found. And my character even asked him, what about us? We found the oil. He goes, oh, son. You're going to get your freedom and freedom ain't free. I think we've heard that before, but I think people need to keep hearing that all the time, especially in what we're doing to today's world. Yeah, there's no question. And, and this is a, I got to see an early screening. I saw it at the Waco Film Festival uh, and, and it's a fabulous movie. We need to make this, our audience needs to make this uh, like they did with Sound of Freedom. You know, that was held up for years, and then all of a sudden it got out and people said, this is a compelling story, it's well acted, it's well produced, it's a good movie, but it has a poignant and important message. You know, the pushback on woke and Disney is serious. I mean, their stock is down like two-thirds. They've lost so much value in, in Disney stock because they're making nonsense. This is a good movie made independently with great actors, a good script, an excellent story. I mean, this is something everybody needs to see. Do you think that uh, if we get word of mouth out, we can make this another sound of freedom, if not more? I'm hoping. I mean, the Sound of Freedom had a couple things going for them that were positive. Number one, they had Angel Studios jump in, and Angel Studios, because of The Chosen, um, you know, they just tell their followers that have funded tens of millions of dollars in The Chosen, say, look, you got to support this movie, and they'll support that movie. So I'm hoping the same thing happens with this one. Um, the, the thing about Sound of Freedom, it's not really a movie for seven and eight year olds. This is more of a family movie overall. And then when Hollywood came out and attacked Sound of Freedom, I'm going, I looked at my wife, Sam, I said, you would think this is one subject that Hollywood agree upon that sex trafficking children is not a good thing, but apparently they're all for it because they when they after the whole movie. So so incredulously that people said that that I don't care what part of the political fans are. I think vast majority of people think sex trafficking is horrible. So they said, you know what the heck with you, Hollywood? We're going to go support this movie. 
So we're hoping we get the same thing with uh, Miracle in East Texas because it is a wonderful, wonderful family movie. People stop me all the time. It's not because of Hercules or Mother Series Andromeda. It's because of Soul Surfer, God's Not Dead, What If, Let There Be Light. That's what people stop me for. And they say, please make more movies like this. Well, here's one that's like that. So I hope you get out there because we need your help because it's a Fathom event. And Fathom events, if you don't know what they do. I'm going to have to interrupt really you, Kevin. What? We're, we're Go going to take a break. Then we'll show a trailer sure. of the film. And then we'll okay. come back and talk even more about it. We're talking with Kevin Sorbo about his new film, Miracle in East Texas, from Sorbo Studios. Let's watch the trailer. So this is Texas. Very flat. I just believe the hand of Providence has been guiding our every step. We're going to hit oil right here on your plate. Duck boys are dead. While they weren't much good at actually finding or drilling for oil, they both possessed an unusual facility for convincing people that they could do just that. Oil! I've never felt it so strong in all my life! Widows were the mother's milk of the petroleum hustle. Love is not time's fool. And now that they had a well, it was time to hit every widow they could find in a three-county radius. This well, we can't bring it in. We've already sold close to 500%. Asshole. You can only have 100% of anything. I just wanted to be square with you because I care for you, ma'am. Give you back the $1,000 I took. Bet you swindled from other widows. I don't want you here. I want you out of my house. We got to take what we got and get as far away from Texas as we can get. You want me to walk away from it? We're crooks. We've conned all those old ladies. Yeah, we conned those old ladies because that's what we do. I'm an oil man. Praise Jesus in all his glory. Lotharios. He's talking about you. True hand to God miracle is what it is. That's the gospel truth. Leave the rest up to Jesus! God's own bounty. Oil. Black gold. Amen. Amen. Hey, Kevin, you know, this is about Oklahoma and Texas. I was born in Oklahoma. I live in Texas. I've spent almost my whole life either in one of those two places. You know, so it's fun for me just from that perspective. But it's a good movie. It's a compelling story. It's a morality tale. You can learn from it. it, it teach your kids good morals and good information. I love it. It's a great movie. It was, you know, it's so well written. I told you, Dan Gordon, who wrote it, is just such an amazing writer. I've got a couple of others of his scripts that we're trying to uh, raise money for right now. And it, like I said, it's a, definitely a movie that uh, uh, so many families, there's 80 million homes out there that want the kind of movies that we do. But the, how do you get it out there? So I really, I'm thankful that you guys are letting me have time to uh, let people know about the movie. Yeah, well, I love the fact that you love family. I, I, I've known Sam for longer than I've known you, but I remember walking up to you when you were speaking in Dallas one time and said, you know, God's not dead. That story, that touched me because I lived through that in college myself, and the professor that you played was one I had to deal with. And so, and anyway, it, it, I love having the relationship that we have, but you're not limited to movies. You've got other important projects that you've got. In fact, one of these is a children's book about masculinity. Can you tell us about that? 
Well, you know, I'm sure people, a lot of people know the story of Kirk Cameron. Uh, he was part of the Bray Books uh, family as well. So people go to BrayBooks.com, they get information. And he got attacked and, and shunned from certain libraries across the country from reading a children's book in a public library. And these same public libraries were okay with drag queens reading the kids. So I, that's a head scratcher for you and me and so many other millions. So um, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of talk about uh, uh, the attack on uh, masculinity. And I say embrace masculinity. We need our boys to grow up to be strong men. So, um, and a lot of times I say we need to wake up the lions because the sheep are going to be the sheep. And we need the lions to get out there. You're a lion. I'm a lion. I know I am. Uh, I do walk the road less traveled just like you do. So he came out with the book and it's called uh, The Test of Lionhood. And it's a story about a, a little boy that has to save his little sister's life when she gets cut by a very poisonous um, plant out in the mountains and we're walking around playing. So... Um, everything he learned from his parents and certainly from his father was how to, uh, you know, get past the fear and get past the struggles and obstacles that were thrown in front of him to find a way to save his little sister's life. And it's a wonderful story. It's not negative. It's not attacking anybody. It's not attacking any, any groups. It's just saying, you know what? Let boys be girls. Let girls, I mean, boys be boys. Let girls be girls. Let kids be kids yeah. is really the sort of the message that this book is. Yeah, no, it's a great message. And you played the epitome of masculinity as Hercules for you know, yeah. all, all those years. So people look to you and, and, and see that. Uh, but the fact that you care enough about kids, are you going to be going to libraries and, and speaking and reading the book? Well, Kevin, I got to tell you something. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm actually going to some elementary schools. I mean, my first one's going to be up in New Jersey. So I told Kirk, if you think you get attacked at public libraries, wait till I go into the lion's den, so to speak, reading my book about lionhood to uh, a lot of these public school teachers have been raised in a system to be pretty much anti-America. Anti I mean, you know, when I was in school, my dad taught math and biology and those are the classes he taught. Uh, my public school teachers didn't tell me how to vote. They didn't tell me not to believe in God. They, you know, they taught the subjects that they were brought in to, to, to teach. And you see what's going on in our public schools today. It just gets worse and worse every year. And uh, I'm going to probably be attacked pretty heavy, but I'm, I'm ready to take it on. It's going to be fun. Well, I know you're not shy. I mean, I follow your Twitter feed, and you, you've got millions of followers on Twitter, and you, and you make the most poignant points there. But what do you think happened to the education system? And Sam is, is one of the leaders in the homeschool movement. What, what happened, and what should we do about it? Well, I do want to have a shout-out. Go to... Go to uh, uh, at K Sorbs, K S O R B S. My friends call me Sorbs. So at K Sorbs, follow me on Twitter because I do hit, I hit them with very sarcastic truth. Because as you know, truth is like kryptonite to the people on the left. They hate the truth. They get angry about it, which is just such an even more weird, weird thing to me. But uh, we do got a battle on our hands. And I think it's shifted. I think the 60s really shifted a lot of things. Um, if you look at the um, uh, Welfare Reform Act. You look at the Vietnam War. You look at the, the really, the really hardcore, really more rock and roll that came out. And I'm not bashing rock and roll. I'm a, I'm a music fan myself. But uh, the, the Vietnam War, the hippies movement, the love movement, all the things changed. And Hollywood started celebrating the anti-hero. They started celebrating the bad people out there, and they do it even more so now. Uh, prior to that, you know, you knew your heroes were with John Wayne and Cary Grant and Spencer Tracy and people like that. So it, it's it's uh, it's They've grown up in a public school system that really was just inching towards the 60s, 70s, 80s. But since the 90s, 
they just get this brainwashing technique. It's worked down from a university is now all the way down to the grade school level. So the teachers that are out there now between 22 and 40 years of age have been totally brainwashed. And they're, they're out there just teaching uh, just the, the weirdest thing that they think socialism and communism is good. They think getting rid of God is good. You know, they, they lock into the manifesto of BLM that says Marxism, uh, get rid of God, get rid of the nuclear family, uh, get rid of, they, I, I've got their manifesto from BLM. And they, they said that women being pregnant is equal to slavery. And I thought, that's interesting. Okay, so if all women stop getting pregnant, then the human race would be done in about 100 years. And maybe that's what they want, but I don't. I'm gonna keep fighting back. Well, we're gonna take another break. Uh, the strong stance you're taking have called for cancel culture to be waged against you. Let's talk about how we can fight back. We're talking with Kevin Sorbo, and I've got an article here from Daily Wire, just came out. One Way Street, Kevin Sorbo says Hollywood canceled him because he's Christian and conservative. You, you said, it's sad to me you know my manager and agent for so many years said that we can't get you jobs anymore, work with you because you're being a Christian and being conservative. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to me, you know, because they're both on opposite sides of, of Los Angeles, and... Uh, when they were in the same office together and tell me that uh, we can't work with you anymore. I felt like I was going to intervention of sorts, but I just laughed when they said it to me. I said, well, this is interesting. You are the guys, this industry as a whole, the industry of Tinseltown screams for tolerance all the time. You know, be tolerant of the things we're talking about, be tolerant of the movies and TV shows that we're putting out. And yet tolerance is a one-way street with them. They show their hypocrisy every single day. You know it just like I know it, same as Washington, D.C. They are blatant liars, blatant hypocrites. And uh, truth is, is, is kryptonite to these people. So um, I just said, okay, I still love the industry. And I'm going to go do my own thing. So for about the last 10, 11 years, I've been doing my own movies. And because the independent market is really growing, it's not just Sorbo Studios. I get called by other studios that want to work with me because they, they're still, they're like-minded. They want to do movies that Hollywood used to do. And that's what Miracle in East Texas is like. This is a movie that Hollywood would have done 15, 20 years ago. Now they don't want to touch something like this. So um, it, it's weird to me because I don't harbor that anger and hatred towards them. I really don't. I don't. I don't. You have a different point of view. You're you're an atheist. You're um, you're you're a Democrat. Whatever. I don't. To me, let's have a discussion about it. Just because you yell louder at me doesn't mean you're right. Well, you know, you go to a multiplex. You can have twelve or fifteen movies showing at the theater. You get to vote with your ticket. Right? You got to pick yeah. what you like. And our mutual friend, Ted Baer, has proven over and over and over, given equal footing and opportunity, a PG film is going to outperform an R-rated film every time. And you're making yep. good films. They're I, 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 even, I went to see Oppenheimer and was embarrassed that I saw it because it has this blatant, horrifying, uh, unnecessary, gratuitous sex scene. My, my glasses are off, my wife's next to me, and we're hiding our faces from it. It's a great, true story about World War II and how we won World War II, but I was ashamed that I saw it, and I was ashamed to be there with my wife and having to hide from that. Whereas your movie, Miracle in East Texas, another true story about how we won World War II, a little more lighthearted, but still, I'd be happy to take, if my kids were still young, I'd take them to it. They're now 20 and 21. I'm thrilled to take them to it. It's a great, great movie. It makes a huge difference if you have family-friendly intentions like Charlton Heston did, like the, Cecil B. DeMille and all the great filmmakers of the past. There it is right there. 
There it is, Miracle East Texas. But you're right. This is this uh, this is a movie that sort of harkens back to that. It's got a Gary Cooper feel to it and everything. So I hope people will jump in their families and jump in their cars and go support these movies. And please pass it on. Sorbostudios.com. Tell 10 people. Tell them to tell 10 people. I look at the power of 10 to get this movie out there. And I hope people will jump on board and be part of it and help make this movie a success. Because if we fill up those seats now, we'll get more screens. We'll get more days. So we need your help. Well, in fact, this is a way to wage economic warfare. If you're sick of the nonsense like Oppenheimer or Barbie or all of that, and, and you, I mean, I'm desperate to see movies. I love to go out to see a movie, but there's nothing worth seeing that it seems like ever comes out. But uh, Sound of Freedom beat Indiana Jones and beat yeah. Mission Impossible, which is amazing. Let's make Miracle of East Texas. If we can make Miracle of in East Texas the next Sound of Freedom, and we do this repeatedly, the studios will begin to realize they people don't want that garbage. So I'm telling you, vote with your ticket. Go to the theater and see this. It's, uh, tell us when, how can they get tickets to this? Once again, sorbostudios.com. Please go to sorbostudios.com. Throw in your zip code and um, they'll, they'll tell you what, what theaters are near you. And by the way, Kevin, one quick plug in there. I'm doing, I've done a lot of Comic-Con shows in my life. I'm doing one that deals with family and faith. It's gonna be in Seaverville, just outside of Knoxville, Texas, Knoxville, Tennessee. I go to riseupcon.com. That's riseupcon.com. It's next May. But please check it out now. It's going to be for those people who love family and faith movies. We got an amazing cast of people going to be there, sign autographs, taking pictures with you. So please check it out. We're also going to screen a couple movies and documentaries. Now, this uh, Miracle in East Texas is coming out much sooner than that. It's October 29th and 30th. October 29th and 30th. And, and then, those are the ones. And then the Comic Con. And then you can get your book. And when is your book out? Is it out now? The book is out now. It came out September 1st, so it's out there right now. So go to braybooks.com, sign up. You can get my book for free. If you sign up and become a regular uh, uh, a person within their company, you'll get a new book every every single month. And um, there's some wonderful books. Kirk Cameron's one of the authors of one. Uh, Bethany Hamilton, who I did the Soul Surfer movie about, uh, is, is got a book out there. And uh, I, it's it really is geared for 4- to 12-year-olds. That's what Brave Books, uh, that's sort of their target audience. Now, you mentioned Soul Surfer. David Tice, who's uh, uh, in the economic sure. war, he's a brilliant investor, and he's made a, a new movie about the grid with Dennis Quaid. So there are a group of Hollywood filmmakers that are producing quality content that is literally designed to take America the right direction, not the wrong direction. Now, I'm going to put yeah. one more plug in. You, you've, your Twitter feed, It's now I guess it's X feed, is at K. S-O-R-B-S, at K-Sorbs. You've got 1.7 million followers, and I've got a quote from you. It's, you said, I need more conspiracy theories because all of mine have already come true. Well, Facebook kicked me off like, two and a half years ago. I got taken down. I've lost over like two million followers on Facebook because I posted the truth. And everything I was posting has now been confirmed to be true, but they still won't let me back on. So Zuckerberg's a little bit of a wuss. He's, he, I guess he's afraid of me, too. I'll, I'll, I'll go into the ring with him after he goes after Musk. I'm happy to do that. Okay, so what are your future projects? You've got a film coming out. You've got a book coming out. Uh, Sorbo Studios. Sam's working on homeschool stuff. What else are you working on? I've got uh, four movies that are in post-production right now. I just played Thomas Jefferson in a documentary, by the way. I had a good, good fun doing that, and that's a good educational one for people because we, we've totally forgotten about teaching history in our schools. 
And they certainly don't want to teach civics, do they? Because then my, you know, people growing up might find out that it's we the people, not we the government that running your life. But uh, I've got two wonderful documentaries coming out. I was in uh, Israel last May to archaeological digs. We traced the flow of the Ark of the Covenant. It's called The Quest for the Throne, and that's going to be out later this year. And then I've got another wonderful follow-up. I did one with uh, Ingenuity Films and Brent Miller's company. This one's called Eating with the Enemy. It deals with the Last Supper, Eating with the Enemy. And the one I did with them before was a number one doc on, on Amazon for five months called Before the Wrath. I highly recommend Before the Wrath. It was the number one doc for five months on Amazon. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you for all the incredible work that you're doing, bringing family-friendly content, speaking up as a loud conservative voice despite being canceled. You know, we love you, and we appreciate both you and Sam and all the good things you do. And you can learn more about Kevin Sorbo in our free economic battle plan. Uh, you can get your copy at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.